0: Good evening, my name is Tori McNeil. Today's date is January 9th, 2017, and I'm here with Phyllis Phoenix Smith at the Brooklyn Public Library, Central Library, for the Our Streets, Our Stories project. So, Phyllis, tell us about 2016.
1: 2016 for me has been a gumbo of highs and lows. Um, I think 2016, actually for me, Um, I kind of feel guilty saying this has been a pretty decent year I will say that it has led to a lot of growth in me I recently just turned 31 which is like right over the hill of 30 I feel like a lot of clarity can come um, when you turn 30 and um, I've been just gaining a lot of insight and new insight on things that I probably was adamant about and this is kind of like a point of introspection where um, some of my opinions and some of my ideas and some of the things I perceived one way have been totally, like, questioned, or maybe I'm just questioning them within myself, but a lot of growth has happened um, in realization of myself and the relationships that I have in my life as well.
0: So um, what are three things that, about 2016, that you
1: would change? Uh... I would change how I responded emotionally to certain events that made me angry. Um, I would have told myself to expect less from people, not necessarily in a negative aspect, but kind of not holding people as high in regards. Um, And also I kind of feel like 2016 for many people was a year of confusion. There were a lot of different ideas and things being thrown out where there were actually no real facts to it and kind of like people just feeding off of media hype and, and misleading information. So if I could change like people having control over social media or media outlets where they can control people's um ideas of how they perceive things, I wish I could change that. I would change my expectations for people and I would change how I responded emotionally to some transactions I've had.
0: Can you talk about what your life was like growing up in Brooklyn?
1: Oh, my life was very interesting. Um, I grew up to in a middle-income family home, but because we were not taught how to resourcefully save money or make money, we were still poor. Um, so kind of like growing up in a private house but not having food is kind of like a, a crazy kind of a. Conundrum and paradox, but in the midst of all of that, it was a. I've had a very healthy childhood. I grew up on a very um, family orientated block. Um, I grew up in a very family orientated church. I actually grew up Roman Catholic, which is probably unorthodox for most um, African American females that that grow up in urban cities. Uh, Most of them, most of the time, are either like Baptists or you know, Kojic or something of that uh, religious orientation, but. Um, it was just a calibus of experiences, and and I've always been proud to be of Brooklyn. I don't, from Brooklyn, I don't, I think that kind of innately comes when you're born in Brooklyn. It is just like a sense of pride um, and affiliation, and even when you go other places in the world, when you say New York, it's one thing, but when you say Brooklyn, it's like a bigger response. Um, and I, I, you just innately born with that kind of love for Brooklyn and those experiences. I went to school, public school in Bed-Stuy, even though I was born in Heights, because my mother wanted me to have a certain type of education. So I went to PS 21, which is still, um, at 31, one of the best schools in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and so there we were just taught culture. We were taught to be proud of ourselves. It was a very culturally diverse um, school, which was still very like limited and that, in the 80s, like early 90s, um, I had an Asian computer teacher. I had a, a, a white male um, art teacher. So I was just like really blessed to grow up in a family where they sought out situations where, although I could have been boxed in by a certain lifestyle or a certain origin, I was still exposed to different things culturally. So I was able to embrace things outside of my community as well.
0: Can you talk about how 2016 changed your life?
1: Oh, well, I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I was more of a songwriter, so to speak, if, if I had to be specific. I've been writing songs since uh, since 15, but I professionally began pursuing songwriting at 19. Um, and I, many years, I wrote many, 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 many records, and I never really felt acknowledged. I always kind of felt used or kind of like you know, something to make other people look good, but never really putting that input into myself. So for the last three or four years, I kind of contemplated creating a project for myself, which turned into an album and a film. (laughs) Um, But 2016 kind of cemented reality that i'm now an artist for me which is a totally different hat from being a songwriter being behind the scenes and having to be in front of the scenes are two totally different things two totally different responsibilities um so i released my first single and first video in january of last year of 2016 um and so that was really like the seal of my fate it's like you know once you put that out there you're either going to flop, which is going to not take people seriously because you're not going to be consistent, or you're going to really like own your life and own what you're choosing to do. And 2016, for me, was just a year of ownership, of really accepting what I had put forth and really following through and just seeing where it takes me and having expectations, but not to the point where they disappoint me, kind of just going with the punches. So um, if I had to define it, it would definitely be a year of ownership and just walking in what I feel my calling is
0: life and uh, now just to recap what is something that you're looking forward in 2017
1: um 2017 I, I really honestly just would like to see the fruits of my labor from 2016 I don't want to say I have this major list of things I, I I expect but I do have a list of things I hope for which is um, just expanding my brand. Part of my branding and and why I was even interested in doing this interview is because I don't really feel like there's a strong sense of female representation in music from Brooklyn. There are not, I mean, the most (laughs) major artists we could, anybody can really think of is Little Kim. And there's like a whole series of artists and different women out there that have done amazing things since then who are not acknowledged. And so I wanted there to be an artist from Brooklyn that people could identify with. That also put Brooklyn back on the map. We're not just a bunch of rappers, or like jazz musicians, or or just hipsters who make you know indie beats in their apartments. We're actually people who are, can be commercially acceptable and accepted in society, and be from Brooklyn and be proud of it. And so that is actually in an alignment with my artistry. Is to definitely always put Brooklyn on the map.
0: And um, just a final question. What describes Brooklyn in your mind?
1: Brooklyn is distinct. Brooklyn has a personality on its own. It's kind of a bittersweet, uh, when you get into gentrification, it's a bittersweet feeling for me. Why? Because the sweet part, I'll start with the sweet. The sweet part is, is that everything that I see happening in Brooklyn are things that I knew Brooklyn was, had the potential to be unfortunately i wish that i could have been more or had more of a hands-on opinion or introspective into what was happening in my community you know it's kind of like somebody walking in your house and putting their feet on the coffee table now you may be okay with that you know because you may have that type of invite, an inviting environment but you would want the person to ask, could they put their feet on your table before they just did it. So that's kind of the bittersweet I feel, in this. it's kind of like I welcome you to sit on my couch and have a cup of coffee, but you never asked me. Could you put your feet on my table? You kind of just did it, and so I kept I, I see the the evolution of Brooklyn, and it makes me smile. But I don't. I almost kind of feel displaced at a point, as if. I'm watching other people do something to something that belongs to me. And so um, I don't think most people are able to express it or verbalize it. It's more of a frustration. And I feel like everyone isn't responsible who comes into my community. They're not personally responsible for those feelings, but I also feel like silence is consent. And so if you're not saying something against it, then inadvertently you're for it. And so I think that that is uh, one of the things I feel about Brooklyn. Secondly, besides being distinct and evolving, I also feel like we're pioneers secretly of a lot of different things, styles and ideas that end up Tethering into other different areas or other different boroughs or even outside of New York. I just think Brooklyn Which is why when you say the word Brooklyn, it causes an emotion from people either It's positive or it's negative, but there is a distinct feeling when you say Brooklyn. Um, I Also feel like we're misunderstood Like even to this day when you say things about Brooklyn, I work for a company um, a bakery And they have all these amazing locations in Manhattan, but they have none in Brooklyn. And I'm like, you know, with the Barclay Center and and, and all the new buildings going up, there's still this, like, uh, like, dark cloud over Brooklyn where it's like, oh, my God, it's the most dangerous place in the world. And you can't even get off the train without getting robbed. And it's just like, no, you know, bad things happen everywhere. Bad things happen everywhere you can go, something bad can happen. It has the potential of something bad happening. From the Bronx, um, to Queens, to Manhattan, if you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or somebody who's not in their right mind is around. You know what I mean? But I just I just wanna see for 2017 and on, you know, slowly that stigma being uh, taken off for of Brooklyn. Because we have so much to offer, and so much to give back.
0: Okay, so the time is now 424. Phyllis, uh, I thank you on behalf of the Brooklyn Public Library, and again, you have a great day now. You too.